listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Check us out by visiting www.magicandmedicine.blogspot.com. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Green. Hello and welcome everyone. I am your mystic queen, Dr. Candace Nadine Green. And hello. So this is my first live recording, which is exciting, I suppose. And I don't expect a whole bunch of people to listen in, but don't worry, you can listen in after the fact. So here we are, February. February is Black History Month which is, you know, as an African-American woman, I have a lot of issues with February being Black History uh, Month. And not only is this the shortest month, but up here, it is also one of the coldest months up here in New England. So it's that's the way it is. It looks like I have someone coming in. So let me just see. There's one person in, so I don't know what to do. Say hi. Um, okay, okay, so there's one person who is online. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. All right, I'm just I'm going to start recording, so you could just listen in. Thanks for coming. I am for India. Oh, hello. Uh, one song and replay a supporter. Yes, everything everything is just. A-okay. So what I'm going to do is try to put you on mute so I can uh, actually finish the show. So, <laughs> but thanks for listening in. Thank you. Hello. Yeah, hold on one second. I, I'm trying to. Justin, Justin Bieber song. I'm going to. Okay, people, so here we are talking again about um, this here being being Black History Month and it being, uh, hold on, I'm going to have to disconnect and he's going to have to come back in. All right. And this being Black History Month and it being a very difficult time in regards to those of us who are African-American and who live in this community, uh, uh, pagan community, mystic community, Wicca community, whichever what it, whichever community you uh, put yourself in. But the hard thing is trying to fit in and also being ostracized in these groups because being an African-American and being a woman. Now for, thank you. Now, Thank you so much for your comment. You are super. That's awesome. I'm sorry if I disconnected you. It's just that my I'm learning how to use a live call and learning how to um, put people's mics off so that I could talk and not everyone's talking over me. So that's that's one of the issues with this new Podbean has this new thing on um, about uh, you know live calling. It's not like blog talk radio, so it's a little bit different. But anyway, let's continue. So, all right. So it is very difficult. So me, myself, I'll give you a little bit about my background for those of you who don't know me. Growing up, you know, with with uh, 
uh, parents who were descendants of slaves, what, what they have, what, what what the church was very important in their lives. Now, what a lot of these people who are descendants of slaves and who lived in the South don't know is that Christianity was forced upon them. My ancestors, when they were brought here to America as slaves, they came from West Africa and they brought with them all of their culture and their, their um, practices, which were considered pagan, but they didn't call it pagan. They just called it earth, you know, earth. That's what it is. It's part of life. It's earth. You know, talking, uh, taking care of earth is nothing wrong. It's not a religion. It's just a way of life. But anyway, the practices of my ancestors were um, brought here. I mean, when they were brought here, they had, they were forced they were they were seen as evil and 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 because christianity was the the dominant uh religion at the time the slaves some of them were beaten some of them were killed if they didn't take on or convert to christianity so what a lot of the slaves did because they wanted to live was that they intermixed some of their culture with Christianity, like the mute, some of the songs, the soul songs and all of that, they intermixed it. So they wouldn't get caught. And the slave owners and slave masters just thought, the slave masters and slave owners just began to think that, okay, they're doing what they're supposed to be, we don't have to kill them. And you know that's what my people did. And so they passed it down and passed it down so that a lot of black Americans think that that is part of who they, that is them. That is their, their origin. That is who they are. And they've adopted it. I mean, you, there's some strong black Baptist churches. I know I was in them. I was in them thinking that that was part, that was what I need to do, but I still felt disconnected because I just, I couldn't really get with taking on a, a religion that was beaten to my, my ancestors and that some of that was beaten to my ancestors and that, um, what can I say? Some of my ancestors were killed because they chose to keep, to honor their culture and their religion from what they came from whence they came. So it was very, it's very disturbing. It's very disturbing when I think about it. And that's why I just can't embrace Christianity. I tried, I tried Catholicism. I tried, uh, Hello, people calling in. I tried um, Protestant uh, and all of these other things, and it went in there. I still know a lot of African Americans who are still with, and I'm and I'm not insulting, and I don't mean to insult them, but I just can't get with a uh, a way of life that oppressed my ancestors. I just can't, and 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 it also because I, the way I am definitely does not fit in in those types of religions I, I i learned i saw this quote somewhere um love uh, uh, nature is my church love is my religion and that's that's how i i don't i don't claim any religion or anything like that and no religion can claim me so that's how i feel i, I like being open and free and I have all my mixes. I pray. I meditate. I mean, I don't pray to uh, some divine being or some, you know, omnipotent being. Um, and I, 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 I dance and I sing and 
I do my 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 rituals to bring in to celebrate the different seasons. I am I I am so in tune with the earth and my natural surroundings. I enjoy that. But you see, some of these religions call it, I mean, some of these, you know, the 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 great greater religions that are the mainstream call it pagan. And then when you're an African American and you try to I find other people who are like you, it's hard especially here in my place where I live. I live in Rhode Island. And let me tell you, there's not many me. I've met one, uh, another African-American woman who shares uh, similar practices like I do, so similar way of life the way, like I have. And it's it's even more, if, if I were a white woman, I'd probably, be you know, there's, there's plenty to choose from. I mean, it, it, uh, even though some of these groups are male-led, but I see more and more women who are leading. And uh, that's very, it's it's very encouraging. The problem is that I, was, I'm usually the only one, only African-American person. When I was um, uh, ministering at the spiritualist church, I was the only one only African-American. And although I loved the spiritualism and I still, I studied it and I incorporated it into my life, uh, I still, I still can't put myself in that box because I, I just like to be free. And I like to honor the earth the way I choose to. And those people who are texting me, uh, who are sending messages uh, on the live feed thank you and hello and i live in rhode island as i said during this talk and i'm just rambling on and on during this this uh live show which i feel is very important because it is february and it is black history month and i don't like that we you, you know every day should be black history day every day should be whatever culture you are day celebrate who you are all the time. And that's what I do. And that's what I have done. And I enjoy that. And yes, it has caused me to get looks. It has caused me to get stares, has caused some people to, to walk away from me to think I'm gross. I mean, I, I'm this uh, medium tone African-American woman who has extremely long dreadlocks that are now past my bum. <laughs> But my goal is to, you know, I'm hoping that they will grow down to my ankles, but you know, whatever, it, it's still what it is. And um, sometimes I like to put temporary dye on my, on uh, my, my um, dreads. Right now I have blue and gold and I, and people look and I don't care because I, I really like it and I don't care. And I am who I am and I'm free to be who I am. And I, I celebrate all of my aspects. And again, it usually it, being the way that I am usually causes me to be alone a lot of the time, which is okay because I don't feel alone. I do a lot of work from home. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, and we have this beautiful property and where I grow my garden and where I can be in love with nature and experience nature and be in with nature and it's quiet and it's private and it's just really nice when i go for my walks in the morning it's lovely and i usually don't think of my my color until you know until someone makes me aware of my color like my husband is white 
he is um, Irish and French Canadian and a little English, I think. And we've never thought, we've always been, we were best friends before we got married. And I never, I don't really think of it until someone reminds me that I'm unusual. I don't fit in. And then that's where it comes, you know, that I'm an African-American woman and that it's very hard to be, be accepted for my, all my differences and my uniqueness. And when people hear the word pagan, I don't like really like the word to use to label myself with words. But if I if someone had to describe me, they could use mystic or pagan. And even those, even those uh, would ostracize me, would cause me to to people people have a negative because of history. People have a negative view about paganism and the Christian Bible talks very badly about paganism. I think there was a, somewhere in the Bible, I, I believe there was a, there's a scene where Moses goes up to get the 10 commandments and he's up there talking to God, you know, who's a burning bush, I think. And meanwhile, while he's up there talking to God, getting the 10 commandments, all the people down below are dancing and celebrating and they're making a golden calf and they're putting, um, putting uh, uh, offerings, giving offerings to the calf and everything. And then when, when Moses comes back down, he's, I mean, basically he's like, what are you guys doing with this pagan behavior? And then God, the almighty God gets mad. And I believe he set this fire and this, the ground splits open and people fall in the ground and they die. I mean, that's horrible. <laughs> that is so horrible. I mean, the message that a Christian person would get from that is if you're a pagan, you're going to hell, you're going to burn. It's not, it's not like I'm a Satanist. First of all, I don't believe in Satan. That's a Christian creation. And I, I, I know other people who hold the same belief, other people who call themselves pagans or mystics or witches or Wiccas, Wiccans, sorry. They call themselves the same thing. Let's say, look, this is not, it's not devil worship and we don't believe in, in saying that's a Christian creation to keep people in line, to keep them following Christianity and say like, look, if you don't listen to us, if you don't follow what we're doing, you are going to burn in hell. And I just, I just can't get with that. That's just, to me, that makes no sense. It's not right. So I, and then I, and then some people that I know, some African-American women, I know a lot of them who are, who are like real knee deep and in, into, uh, like bat, uh, the Baptist church or any of the, in any of the black churches, you, they're, they're still, they tolerate me still sort of be friends, but they, they always say, Oh, I'm praying for you. Stop looking for, stop looking for answers elsewhere and look to God and da, da, da. And I have to tell them, look, don't pray for me. Pray for yourself, okay? Because I'm not doing anything wrong. And it's as in any religion, to me, that thinks they're better than anyone else's beliefs or practices, and condemns the person who says, "If you don't, if you don't listen, I'm the right, and if you don't listen to me, you're going to hell." Any anything that talks that way, I have nothing to do with. 
I do not like that. It's we're always trying to divide ourselves and separate ourselves. And that's what these organized, some of these organized religions, I'm not going to say all of them, but some of these mainstream organized religions, the big ones and Christianity, one of the big ones. Okay. To an extent, Islam. I'm not, I can't speak on Islam because I don't know a whole lot about it, but I do know a lot about Christianity and I, because I've been there and I have been booted out of many Christian edifices, you want to say, because I was not, I was, I did not digest their message. And because I chose to be more free, I was called I remember in a when I was real big into a ba black Baptist church, one of the biggest ones here in the state, I was told that because I was meditating and if I wasn't because I was meditating, I was evil. I was sitting out in in on my my back then I had a beautiful deck over the water and I'd sit out there and just fill myself with the F essence of nature and meditate and everything. And I brought this up at a at a church meeting and the pastor told me that if I was not reading the Bible and meditating on the Bible, I was going to hell. Wow, that's lovely. So because I'm sitting in nature and just letting my mind go free because I wasn't reading the Bible at the time, I'm going to hell. And, you know, being a black woman who, who felt this way in a black Baptist church was so taboo. Everyone wants to lay hands on you. Everyone wants to pray for you. They they thought they thought I'd need help. I needed help. I I was going to hell and going fast. And I wasn't free to be and believe the way I wanted to. That's you know, that's why in, in a lot of black communities, I mean, look at look at Tyler Perry's movies and is all the you know the, the movies that Tyler Perry made, black people black church black singing oh yes i love to sing i was a great i was a great singer there in the in the um various choirs i was in i was an alto and i was strong and i was good and i i've always loved to sing and that's one thing that made me so conflicted is i just wanted to sing i didn't care about anything else i just wanted to sing but then even some of the songs that were singing i started to be so conflicted and that's, and I had to get out. I had to leave. I was anyway, they were, they were, my number was up anyway. They were figuring me out. Same thing with other, the other places that I've tried. And so when you, you know, when you are an African-American, like a lot of people assume that they'll say to me, oh, black people can sure sing. I love their churches and blah, blah, blah. And I look at them and say, yeah, that's true. But I'm not in, I'm not in the, I'm not in the black church. And then they lose interest. So, you know, being an African-American and an African-American woman and not being a Baptist or, you know, a church Methodist or African Methodist church or any of those that are typically are now typically seen as a black religion, what a part of the black culture, which is totally not. Um, when I'm seeing, when they, when they look at me and they, they see that I'm not part of the mainstream, all of that being an, an, an African-American woman who does not fit into 
one of those cat, one of those black churches, then there must be something wrong with me. You know, in their minds, there's something wrong with her. And, I, and I'm just, I'm the same person until they know that I, 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 I do mostly earth culture, earth rituals and things like that. And I have abilities that I was born with and that I've had my entire life. I didn't ask for them. They're here and they're there. And that's it. Once people hear that, they think something's wrong with me. They want to call me a witch, which a lot of other people don't, it, it, it's really not an insult when you think about it, but unfortunately it was used in a derogatory manner. And that's what makes it bad for people to hurl names at you because they, they turn a beautiful word into a bad thing. So, and I have, in my family, there's a, a whole history of people who, people who are, who brought the culture over and still had some of the practices and who were, who also had different psychic abilities and other abilities. Earth medicine used a lot of earth medicine. I remember some of the things that I was taught as a child of how to, when someone would get sick, how to heal them, you know, and things like that. I mean, I remember my father, even though he and I were not on great terms, but when we would get sick during the winter, uh, we, he had to modernize some of the, some of the, um, heal, the techniques to heal. And he, he would told us back when he in on the farm where he, where he had his, where his family was, et cetera, what they did was get a cloth. I mean, or cheesecloth, they had cheesecloth, which is, was expensive. So they had cloth and they'd use cow dung. I'm serious. Cow dung and they would strain it into a tea, into a tea. And when they were able to have access to alcohol, they put brandy in it and you would drink it. You would drink it all down and then you would go to bed and you would be smothered with a whole, all as many covers as they could put on you to sweat it out. And in the morning you would be better. Now, when we were kids, of course we didn't have cow dung, so what we use, and I still use this today. I, I use it occasionally for myself. I don't use it on my kids uh, yet. But what you do now is you get cheesecloth, or you don't have to. You just boil pine straw, you know, pine needles. They call it pine straw because that's the country. So boil pine needles, and and then you drain it, and you take that that liquid, and you pour it into a cup, a mug, whatever you're going to drink out of. You can mix it with tea if you want, so it doesn't, so it's not so strong. And then you put in the brandy. You put in the brandy. I know, yeah, it's a couple of probably two tablespoons, depending upon how big the cup is. But if it's an average size cup, maybe a teaspoon, a tablespoon and a half, you drink that, drink that sucker down, and you go to bed, and you put all the covers on, and you sweat it out. Like especially if you have phlegm. And yeah, I know this is gross, but I'm telling you the truth. Especially if you have phlegm and you're going to bed, you sweat that out. And then you get up in the morning, you feel feel better. Wash all your sheets and stuff like that, and you feel great. And I'm telling you, it works. But that's one of the things that come from the old country. It's been modernized a little bit. And my, my family, um, on my father's side, we used to use it a lot in the country. In the country. And they had to use what they had access to. 
didn't have it didn't always have uh they had brandy because they they had access to it but back in the old country they didn't have that stuff so they probably used some plant that was very uh that made put on that little toxic spin to it to make you a little woozy or pass out go to sleep but i don't know what the name of that plant was so again and and the great thing is i know a lot of these ways and i was i'm very grateful to have been taught those to have observed them and be able to carry them and modernize them etc and i'm i'm happy that earth medicine is part of who i am now a lot of people look at it and like oh why don't you just go to the drugstore because drugstore is full of crap so a lot of those those things that they put in you is crap i'm sorry some of those medicines are not healthy for you i, I just rather use the earth like my ancestors do and i see a, a lot of uh, gravitation towards that towards that. Now, myself being a black person again, no one wants to listen to me, okay? Uh, being a, an African-American person up here in the Northeast, there it is. You know, it, it's, I, it's very, very difficult to try to make an impression on other people and a, neg a positive impression when it comes to earth medicine, earth magic, mysticism, and, you know, I could help a lot of people with things that I've been taught, things that I've learned, even with my garden here that I spend a lot of time in and I love it. I love, love, love the bounty that the earth brings up. There's so, it's just, it's just the most beautiful experience next to childbirth. So after childbirth, <laughs> but um, that's, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. I have so much. There's so much people can learn if we get past, oh, she's not Christian. They're not Christian. We need to stop separating ourselves. And not just because, I'm not just saying this because I'm. it's Black History Month, but in another, I'm saying it because it's Black History Month and because I'm a Black woman and because I can say this message in, 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 in uh, June and it it'll, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I know that didn't make sense, but I'm, I tend to ramble sometimes. But that's how I, that is actually how I feel. That when we get past these, these labels, these things that are intentionally created to divide us, and we try to learn from one another, let me tell you how beautiful that can be. When I Helped when I became a master gardener years ago, and my children were both in the same same elementary school, and I was I was stationed at their school to help with the garden. And here I was, an African American woman in my town. First of all, there's like five African American people that are no <laughs> are known, it, but it's okay. I it's it, it I've gotten over that a long time ago, and here I was helping with the garden. It was beautiful kids i was sharing knowledge with the students and the teachers and it was so awesome it was so awesome and teaching the kids how to take care of the earth and they would even go home and practice these same things so that was beautiful no one saw me as christian blah 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 blah, blah. and because you know they saw my skin color maybe but that's okay but hey, they're like, oh, she's not a bad person. She's not one of these, hallelujah, I'm gonna pray for you, hands on you person. I mean, I have, I know people like that who every time you turn around that you see them and they're talking about how bad you are. 
you know, the seeing you, oh, thank you, praise God. I mean, I don't have a problem with that, but keep, you know, don't try to make me, don't put it on me as if I'm a bad person and, every, and if I'm not following you, then I'm wrong. And no one's right and no one's wrong. What's wrong is separating yourself and being highly critical. No, uh, that's not even the right way, right, right where I want to say it. Telling the other person, if you don't follow me, then you're going to hell. I just think that's terrible. And that's, I have a lot of problems with Christianity in regards to that. If your practice is not big enough to welcome everyone and to love everyone, regardless of their belief, then your practice is not for me. And that's how I feel. And I'm getting more comfortable. It's it's not as, you know, I shouldn't say that because it makes it look like I'm complacent. But I'm beginning to, I understand the fear that some people have. For example, Christianity has always, in my opinion, operated out of fear. Fear when, when they came and, you know, chopped off the Native Americans' hands for not converting to uh, Christianity. I mean, it's fear of, it's all about fear and power. If you're not following me, then that's one less person that we have in, on our side. And we're going to have to threaten you in order to get you over here. That's horrible. That's horrible. And I wish that some of the, someone would, you know, these someone would tell people, would reveal to people when they go around trying to convert and evangel, whatever, evangelize around neighborhoods and stuff. I would wish someone would tell them, do you know what your, the origins of, of this, of that, your, your practice? Do you know that, you know, you should, if, if your practice is so great, it should speak by itself. You shouldn't have to go out and grab people and threaten them. The threatening part, I can't stand. Like uh, those people with the Watchtower books, they walk around. I, I put no soliciting on our, on our house because, I, I mean, they were coming like every week telling us how bad we are and that we're going to hell and, you know, the end of times are coming. Come on, don't, don't do fear. Don't, don't um, put fear in, into all of this, that if we don't, do this, then X, Y, and Z is going to happen. That's not the way, that's not the way to, to help anyone change their mind. Love is the answer to everything. That's my opinion. Love, show love is an, love is the answer to everything. I mean, I were in ch churches where, I mean, right from the podium, the pastor would talk about gay people, uh, you know, homosexuals. And, and you know what that did? That pushed them away. And I would sit there and I'd said, wow, there are some gay people right here in this congregation who are in the closet because they're afraid to come out because they won't be accepted for, for who they are, for their practice. And, and you end up losing, losing them. And then they try to force, and especially if you're, if you're an African-American man and you were in the, the Baptist church and you were gay, you know, during my time when I was there, holy moly, were you be in, you would be in so much trouble. And you would be in a whole lot of trouble. And that's horrible. 
You shouldn't have to feel that way. You should be there free, free to be with people, to love anyone, to celebrate life. And when you're and when you're you're called out like that, you'll know you're gonna just walk away. You're gonna leave. That's not welcoming that at all. That's condemning. You're pushing people away. That's one of the the errors that I see these major religions making by by shaming people and by using fear. I think that's horrible. And it's not it's not helping anyone at all. At all. Now I guess I got off on a topic. <laughs> I guess I got off on a tangent here. Because I'm I'm going without script during this live call because I just had I was out for my walk and I was thinking about Black History Month and black writers and all this stuff. And I I thought I should get on and talk about this, that's really something that's really close to my heart, something that I experience on a daily basis because I'm, I'm an African-American woman every single day. And people look at me and expect me to be a hallelujah sister, you know, you know from the, the, since I have Southern roots, which, you know, Southerners are known for Black Baptist and blah, 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 and all of that. And they assume that that's what I'm all about. And I said, no, I'm not. And it took me a while. I struggled through all of these different religious denominations to try to find a place to call home. And I didn't find one. I went right back to nature where I started because when I was a kid uh, and a young person, that's what I do. I, I was a nature person and I, and feeling, and feeling free again, and back out there, back out there with nature, it just, it's right. There's no one asking me for tithes and no one telling me that if I don't tithe, I'm going to hell. And there's no one forbidding me from taking communion uh, because I am the way I am. And that's okay. I don't feel that the trees are judging me and looking at me. I feel comfortable when I put my bare feet into the ground, into the grass. It feels welcoming. I can feel the love around me. And I may not have an entire community of other people who share this, who happen to be African-American and female, but that's okay. It's okay. It's it sometimes it can be difficult, but it's okay because then it it puts it makes me be the face of this hmm this new I don't know thing that's not really new, but be the face of this I don't, I'm losing my words I don't even know what <laughs> but the face it makes me be the new face uh, a face out here in this community that represents African-American women who practice earth medicine and as a way of life and earth magic and earth medicine as a way of life. It's part of all of our cultures. If we all just go back far enough, we'll find it because before technology, before people were able to make pills and medicines and factories and then distribute them worldwide and have them at your pharmacy, etc. What did people do? 
they went they had the nature around them and they used what was around them and in its purest form it is the most beneficial thing for us they learned about plants they were very connected with earth now you can say what you want about global warming but global warming is real and we are consuming without replacing we are cutting down trees without planting trees and those trees are so important trees tree medicine is so is such a, a an essential part of our lives not only for air you know clean air but also for heal it's their healing powers and if we just take a time to take time to learn by engaging with them then we could we would see the error of our ways and learn how to reuse recycle and cut down on the waste and destruction of our planet now in an african village um you know back in back in the day the tree played a central role in the village the central there was a the central the tree first tree that grew in the center of the village was the holy tree uh, holy is a sacred tree excuse me sacred tree and it would grow as the community grows it represented the community growing you know ch children being born and things like that and people would spend time with the tree to get to know the tree and to utilize its medicine and also be able to take its seeds and plant more trees now there were people called tree whisperers now tree whisperers were people who you know were going to help with tree med help with tree medicine and administer it and learn you know these were probably the witch doctors and mystics and anyone could do it but mainly the people who were responsible for healing the healers of the village now they were would be sent out for i don't know a given amount of time to spend time with the tree i'm serious they would just go out and spend time with the tree talking to the tree learning from the tree touching the tree and they had to spend time with the tree and when they came back they would be armed with knowledge to use the tree medicine to help and heal the village now that's true it's beautiful it's true now you know what's the message today we don't spend much time look looking and getting to know the nature that surrounds us in our own backyard i mean stop and smell the roses you've heard that expression before and that encourages us to be aware of what's around us and try to use that natural medicine or whatever and help others with it because we're not supposed to keep it we're supposed to use it to help others that's our purpose here on this planet is to learn what we need to learn in order to um when we transition when our spirit when we transition and our spirit leaves our body in order to go on to the next level of existence but also to gather the information that we learn to help others and i'm telling you the earth is screaming for us to help because we're 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 killing her we're killing her and that's really it's it's really something that we should all take a moment and think of how we could 
How, what one thing can we do to help our planet? What one thing can we do to learn something from nature to help other people? Do you ever notice that um, when someone builds a house, it happens a lot. I mean, I've seen this a lot in, in where my family lives in this, in Alabama, back there in the woods. Um, there would be a house and someone would die and they, the house would never get knocked down. It would just stay there. It was a little, little house. And then the, the earth would reclaim the land, would crawl over the house and go into the house and reclaim it. And eventually the house may rot or whatever, but the earth would grow over it. I'm sure you've seen that abandoned homes and the earth reclaims it. As much as we build and we we can and if we kill the trees and wipe out forests and stuff, once those buildings become abandoned, then it's very hard for the earth to get reestablished in that area that has been burnt that has been cleared and cut down and, and things like of that nature. So when we consume, we need to replace. And that's that's the end. That's uh, that's how I feel. And I know myself, being an African-American woman, you don't really, I haven't heard a lot of African-American females talk about this on, on, on TV or in the news or anything like that. You always hear people who are um, a lot of male, does it? Except I, I love the Swedish girl who's out there now uh, talking about saving the planet and global warming. I, I'm biggest cheerleader. But so it, it doesn't, there's not a whole lot that comes from our community. And I, I'd like to see more. I'd like to see more color faces saying these things as well. And I, I'd like to see more people of color saying these things in the community and helping in the community. That would be a lovely thing. All right, I've gone on and on and on, and um, I've enjoyed uh, talking to all of you. I thank you to all the 13 listeners on air right now and who have text, and I'm sorry that I haven't been able to send you anything, but hello, everyone. And now that I got your attention, I encourage you to visit the the website and leave me some comments. I'm going to put the uh, website here um, in. I'm putting typing it right now. Spotspot.com in the um, the chat there. Visit the website. Check us. Check out all the information that we have to offer, and look at the other awesome shows that are on. Drop me a message. Give me a recommendation for the show. I always welcome recommendations. And, you know, if you want to have a show guest, fine. We also, there's also some wonderful services and wonderful resources that you can take advantage of. So thank you again all for listening to my ramble of a show. But thank you all. I've enjoyed this first Podbean Live episode. And just thank you. Thank you. Keep up the great work. Share and blessed be. I'll talk to you later.
Thank you for listening to It's All Good, Magic, Mysticism, and Earth Medicine. Visit us anytime at www.magicandmedicine.blogspot.com.